0: I think the point is you don't have to stay on the same path just because of some feeling of obligation. And, you know, also because you switch careers or because you start your own business, I mean, there may be, there's definitely when you start your own business, the period of time where you are not making a lot of money, but there's still lots of ways to make money in this world. Switching careers doesn't mean all of a sudden you're not making any money.
1: That was Kirsten Bunch. Over the last two weeks, we discussed mental and physical health as it relates to freelancing and self-employment. To round out this trilogy of overall happiness in your career, I'm talking to Kirsten, who is a reinvention coach. She helps those folks who are mid-career but need a change. She offers some fantastic advice on how to determine if you're ready for change and then the steps you should take in order to figure out what to do for your next career move. And this is advice that can come to anybody at any walk of life. You don't need to be 10, 15, or 20 years into a career to determine you need a career change. So we'll get into this interview in a minute, but of course, first, a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Ahoy, the easiest way to increase customer engagement on your WordPress site. Install Ahoy create a message box, configure where to display it, and start seeing conversions come in. You can create messages for card abandonment, upsells and cross-sells, custom support, and so much more. Ahoy's flexible conditions let you choose exactly where and when you want your message to be displayed. I've recently installed it on my own WooCommerce site, and I've already seen increased engagement. And I know this, because of Ahoy's powerful analytics and reporting. You will see ROI within days of installing Ahoy, if not sooner. And that's even more true for listeners of How I Built It. You can get an exclusive 20% discount on any plan. Visit useahoy.com built it and use the code It at checkout. That's useahoy.com, U-S-E-A-H-O-Y, useahoy.com slash howibuiltit and the discount code howibuiltit use those today increase your engagement and sales on your WordPress site thanks to Ahoy for their support of this show Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, How did you build that? Today, I'm excited to talk to my guest, Kirsten Bunch. She is a reinvention coach and entrepreneur. And the topic we're going to be discussing today is uh, reinventing yourself and launching a new business if you feel stuck. So, uh, without further ado, uh, Kirsten, how are you?
0: Hey, Joe, I'm really good. I'm really, I'm really good. I'm really happy to be here and have this conversation with you today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for joining me. I'm excited because this is a pretty unique topic uh, for the show. Usually, we're talking about more concrete businesses, ideas, or services. Um, But I think that, uh, especially in uh, the space that my audience is in the web development space, the WordPress space, a lot of people find their way to WordPress or web development uh, by feeling stuck. So, I'm excited to kind of talk. more uh, high level about this stuff. Um, So why don't we start off with uh, who you are and and what you do?
0: Yeah. So um, like you said, I am a reinvention coach and strategist and and entrepreneur by the the nature of that. Um, And I help people reinvent and refresh their careers. Um, And that can mean starting a business, a lot, you know, a lot of my clients start, start businesses. Um, it could also mean switching from, you know, one career to another. Um, and it also means passion projects sometimes like people who, uh, I have clients who are writing books as a way to relaunch themselves, um, or starting film festivals in their communities and things like that. So, um, I, I find that most of my clients, typically my clients are kind of around the mid career point, where they're 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 looking at what they've done and they're looking at the next 20 25 years cuz let's let's face it nobody's retiring at the age of 60 anymore <laughs> um and and thinking okay well you know what's next for me what am i going to do
1: yeah absolutely um so i well first of all i don't know if i would have the ability to retire i mean maybe you know i'm about halfway there a little more than halfway there so maybe i will want to retire um but I, I feel like I'd be pretty bored if I retired at 60 or 65. Um, but I you mentioned this in, in the kind of pre-show discussion too uh, about passion projects. And I really like that because mostly because my career um, manifested itself out of a passion project, right? I was just kind of like doing web development on the side and it was a hobby and I liked it. And then I made that my career, um, from basically from high school, I was doing that full time or well, I was doing it while going to school, I should say. Um, so I, I like that too. Um, and one other reason I like that is because I've heard from a lot of people in, in my outer circles that they don't really have a hobby. Um, they, you know, they basically just like work and then they go back to work and, um, helping people find and pursue passion projects is, is, important to me because I think that you should have other interests outside of your day job.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, that's true. Um, because I think, so one of the things that I coach my clients on is if you're, so not everybody's ready to just like jump out of their career, jump out of their job, right. Either for financial reasons or for identity purposes, Um, you know, I don't recommend just quitting your job from one day to the next, unless you're really prepared for what that means. And we could dig into what that means if you want. But, you know, one way to kind of get your, get your toes wet is, is to do a passion project and it'll, it'll help you. Feel better about being in a job that maybe you're not thrilled about because you'll have something else to think about. But it's also a way, like I said in the beginning, it's a way to relaunch your, yourself. So I have a, um, I'm working with a woman right now who is in order to, she's a celebrity stylist. And in order to, relaunch herself and figure out where she's headed next she she felt the urge and felt the need to to write her story and to so she's writing a book about the vulnerability of beauty and um all this stuff really cool stuff and you know it's a way for her to take stock of where she's been and who she is now and where she's going
1: wow I I love that that sounds really cool and I think it it flows very well into the next question that I had for you, which is how do you know when you're ready to make a career switch?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think if you're just really, if you're really uncomfortable with what you're doing now, um, and that feeling of uncomfortableness isn't going away, I think you need to examine that. And that doesn't mean you need a career switch necessarily, but it means that there's something going on. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of speaking and I always tell my audiences, um, I have this whole story about my own reinvention where I kind of ignored the fact that I wasn't happy in the career that I was in and I was um, moving from one job to the next and just doing the same thing. It's like, what's the saying? You know, do the same thing over and over again. <laughs> Expect different <Yeah. laughs> results, right? Yeah, yep. um, And so, I th- you know, what I say is that you can – you can um, distract yourself from the truth, but the truth isn't going to go away. And so you, you know, if you feel like that's what you're doing is you're distracting yourself from the truth that you're not in the right place, then I would suggest really getting getting some help to figure that out um, and not panicking. Like, please don't panic. It's okay. Yeah. It's all going to be okay. You'll figure it out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think I think that's great. Um, and, uh, you know, not necessarily career switches for me, but both times I decided to leave my current job, um, they came kind of after a longer period of, what am I doing? I feel like I'm not growing in one instance. Like I felt like I was falling behind. Um, I felt like I was the person who knew the most and I didn't want to be that. Like I was like 26. Mm. I didn't want to be the most knowledgeable person at my company. Um, cause there's so much more to learn there. Uh, and then in my previous job, I, I had just had, um, you know, we, my wife and I just had our first child and I was reevaluating based on that. Um, and like kind of the time I was spending, uh, at work versus with my family. Um, but I like that if you're really uncomfortable with what you're doing, you need to examine it, uh, and, and don't ignore it. Um, so moving forward in this interview, um, you know, we kind of talked about this in the pre-show, creating the persona of somebody who is ready for that career switch. And so as as I ask the next set of questions, um, maybe we can keep that person in mind. Uh, someone comes to you and they say, I'm, I'm ready for a career switch. I'm not quite sure where I want to go next. What do I do? And the, the follow-up question I always ask to, um, in, in this interview is, what kind of research do you do? So how how would we figure out where to go from here?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, and it's um, it's a great question. So, a metaphor I like to use, and I, I stole this from um, uh, uh, my branding team. But a metaphor I like to use is what what car? If you think about um, cars, and you think about um, if you can be any car you want, what car are you now, and what car do you want to become? And it's not not car, what car you want to buy, but what car do you want to be? And so when you think about um, the car, you know, the cars and you think about the car you want to become, you want to think about things like um, the size of the car, because that in your career represents community. Are you have you been working in a big company and you really just want to, like, be on your own? You want some space? You you know want to be a solo a solopreneur? Um and you want to explore what that is? Um, or have you been working on your own in a small business and you're really kind of kind of missing that that uh, you know bigger crowd around you? And and so you know, the car analogy is that, you know, do you want a mini or do you want a, do you want an SUV, a big SUV yeah. or a van, right? Yeah. Um and then also your values come in. So do you want the gas guzzler? in your career? Do you want, you know, do you want to work for um, something that's not mission focused per se? And you want to work for a big company that does something that, Maybe isn't, you know, like, do you want to work for a tobacco company or something like right, that? Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, or do you, you know, you know, is there something within your values that is really pulling you? Like you feel like I really want to do something about climate change or I really want to do something about animals. I don't know, um, food systems. And um, so, you know, with the car analogy is you want a gas car? Do you want a hybrid? you want an e-car? Like, what are you looking for? Um and so I think figuring out those two things what are the values that you're looking for in your career or your new new career and what you know how um um uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. But like, how do you, how do you show up within? If you think about it in the sense of car, like, what is your car? What does your car look like, and what are the elements of that car? The features is the word I'm trying to find.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean that makes perfect sense, right? And again, uh, thinking back to my my own journey, right? I I worked at a big uh, a university, which is essentially like a, um, like a Fortune 500 company without the bankroll um and then i went to a small team and now i'm solo and and you know there are i i made those choices at various stages um and then i like i like the idea of you know do you want a gas guzzler versus an electric car or do you want to work for a company maybe where you do a specific job and you like doing that job or do you want to work for someone that has a very clear mission that aligns with your views right like right If you dig on what Ben and and Jerry's is doing, right, they have a very clear mission. Um, And so maybe that's something that you would consider as well. I I like that a lot.
0: Yeah. And I think that um, the idea of being uh, an entrepreneur or working for somebody else, like, do you want an automatic car or do you want a a stick shift? You know, you want a, a standard car. Because, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, it's all on you, right? You you've got right. to drive that. You you've got to pay attention to how you're shifting and all of that. And it's not to say an automatic, you know, in a in a, if you're working for somebody else, you don't have to do it, but it's a little bit more somebody else is driving the ship and you're 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 steering. You're steering, your are part of the job.
1: This episode is brought to you by Pantheon. Starting a new project? Looking for a better hosting platform? Pantheon is an integrated set of tools to build, launch, and run websites. Get high-performance hosting for your WordPress sites, plus a comprehensive toolkit to supercharge your team and help you launch faster. On Pantheon, you get expert support from real developers, best-in-class security, and the most innovative technology to host and manage your websites. You can sign up a new site in minutes with a free account you only pay when it goes live. That is my second favorite feature to Pantheon, only to the easy ability to create dev staging and live servers and push to GitHub. It's very easy to set those things up on Pantheon. So you can head over to Pantheon.io today again to set up a free account. Pay only when it goes live. Thanks so much to Pantheon for their support of this episode and this season of How I Built It. I guess the next question that I would have is, what a, what am I going to do? Right, I've been a web developer for fifteen years, um, or you know, I've worked at you know, my old man worked at Verizon before that, Bell Atlantic or Ninex and Ma Bell or whatever. Like he worked at the same company for his entire career. Um, How do you figure out what to do next uh, as far as the actual doing the job?
0: Yeah, the question I get a lot is like, how do I figure out my passion? Um, Yeah. And I'm not I'm actually I don't know. Like, I'm not a passion person. I've never really figured out my passion. My passion has been trying new things. If anything, Mm. that's what my passion is. Um, so what I say to people is instead of forget about your passion, like if you know what that is, awesome, like follow that, but don't freak out if you're just like, I have no idea what that is. Um, follow, follow your curiosity instead and, you know, um, follow the things that, are catching your attention and and talk to people about them and, and read up and talk to people who are working in that space or, you know, if you're, you know, for me, my reinvention story was about becoming an entrepreneur and starting my own business. I had never done that. I didn't, I didn't come, I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. My parents are school teachers. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't know a lot of people who had their own business. I mean, I do now, I know tons of people but um, mm-hmm. but so my curiosity was about, hey, what would it be like to run my own business? What is that even about? Like in, in, you know, I think back of how naive I was a couple of years ago compared to where I am now. I'm still incredibly naive, but, um, you know, so, so it can be a curiosity around a specific function or it can be a curiosity around an issue or, or something, you know, something else.
1: Yeah, I I I like that point a lot. Follow your curiosity. It's almost like um, like your freshman year of college, like taking a bunch of gen ed classes to see which one you like the best before you you determine your major. Um, is is kind of what I thought there. Um, and I I like that answer too. It it resonates with me in an interesting way because I've. I knew from like the age of 12 that I wanted to work with computers in some capacity. So I was very lucky in knowing exactly what I wanted to do from a pretty early age. Before that, this is a little known fact, I wanted to be a Catholic priest because I was an altar boy. Uh, and that seemed like the next logical career move to an eleven-year-old um, or a twelve-year-old. But uh, then I discovered computers, and I felt like that was a lot more lucrative. Um, so- <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> um, so follow follow your curiosity and and figure out what is what's catching your attention. Um, I think that's a really nice takeaway. And
0: you bring up a really good point about this idea of, um, and this happens to a lot of people who are mid-career that you've been on the you've been on a path. And, you, you know, I hear all the time, well, I'm just going to continue this because this is the way I've been going. And this is what I've worked so hard to get to. You know, we, we we take time. We we pay attention to our education. We build our skills. We build our networks. And it's a little disconcerting or it's a lot disconcerting in if you get to a point where you're just like – you know, you're, you're kind of, it's back to owning your truth and you're kind of like, well, I don't, I don't know if this is right for me anymore. Like something in your gut is telling you that it's not right, but you've invested so much. So why not just continue on that path? And, um, you know, the thing, the difference is now in this day and age, and and we're really the first generation and, and, and it's, it's true for men and women, but particularly women, You know, this is the first generation, those of us who are in our 40s and 50s, um, where we have the luxury of time and we have the luxury of technology and the way cultural norms around work, how they've shifted. We have the luxury to ask that question what else can I do? And have a long enough runway to kind of figure that out because we're not, you know, God, God, God willing, we're not dying at the age of, you know, in our late fifties or early sixties anymore. Like a lot of us are living much longer. And like I said, in the beginning, a lot of us want to be productive and engaged going, you know, the idea of retirement is, is just completely changing.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, the retirement age was determined based on the average lifespan, right? You retire, and then a few years later, you're probably not going to be alive anymore. And that's just not the case anymore. You retired 65, you could live another 25 years, 30 years. Um, You know, all of my wife's grandparents are in their late 80s, like, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, not what it was like when they entered the workforce. so I, I like that a lot. And then people who are mid-career and on a path generally want to stay on that path. I I think that's absolutely true, right? Especially with the increasing cost of college. I spent over $100,000 or whatever on a college degree, and now I'm not going to use that degree. That that weighs on your mind a little bit. Um, so, t- yeah,
0: hopefully by the time you're mid-career, you've kind yeah, of...
1: Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah, but
0: I mean, I know for, for people who are in school now, that might not be the case. They may be carrying that debt through you know, for years and years and years. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of, I, I think the point is you don't have to stay on the same path. You don't have right. to stay on the same path just because of some feeling of obligation. And, you know, also because you switch careers or because you start your own business, I mean, there may be, there's definitely when you start your own business, the period of time where you are not making a lot of money. But it doesn't, you know, there, there's still <laughs> lots of ways to make money in this world. Switching careers doesn't mean all of a sudden you're not making any money.
1: Yeah, that's. I think that's um, to, to drive that point home before we get on to the title question. Um, I, I read an article that I, I really liked that basically said, if, if you're not willing to do something for three years, um, you shouldn't think about it, right? And that falls in line with the idea that if you start your own business, you're probably not going to make good money or replace your previous salary for about three years. Um, as you get up and running, you're not immediately going to make what you were making at your old established job. Um, and so I I like that and that stuck with me, right? I'm, I'm about to enter year three of my business and things are going pretty well, not as well as I want them to be, but I'm also, you know, I'm a millennial, so I don't have any patience. Um, but, uh, so I, I I really like that, right? Um, is that change change can be hard, but you shouldn't uh, stay on the same path because you have a feeling of obligation towards it um, towards what you're currently doing, I should say. Um so, so, let's get into the title question. we have I have followed my curiosity. um, you know, let's let's pick a, an example that you've mentioned before. Let's say I really want to write. Uh, a book, and I'll say a fiction book because I've written technical books. Uh, I want to write a work of fiction. How do I? How do I build my? How do? How do I build my reinvented career or my reinvented passion project?
0: Um. Well, I mean, if it's about writing a book, I mean, writing a fiction book, I actually don't work with people who write fiction. So it's a little bit of um, a difficult scenario, but let me talk it through. So, yeah. I mean, you know, with writing a book, there are a lot of book coaches out there that can help you write your book. Um, you know, if you have no experience writing at all, I would say start with taking some courses um where you're, you're writing within a group and people are giving you feedback. Um, and you know, I know, um, Gotham, I forget what it's called, but it's like Gotham writers or something like that in, in New York has a lot of online courses and they're always really great. Um, but I think that the thing is, is that if you want to write, you, you've got to write, you know, and, and that's like with anything. If you want to start a business, you've got to start a business. You've got to take action. And so that that's true. You could give me any scenario and I would say, yeah, take action. So if you want to write, start writing. Um, you know, stop talking about it. I think there's a big... Mm-hmm. Well, don't stop talking about it, but take put action behind the talk. I think there's so, a lot yeah. of people that are always just like, talk, talk, talk. I'm going to do this. And like 10 years right. later, you see the person and you're like, are you still talking about this and you haven't yep. done it? Um, so I think whatever it is that you want to do, follow your curiosity and take action.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah, that's um – Right, don't just talk about it, right? Actually do something. Uh if you want to write, you've got to write. I love that. I had a track coach. Well, I was on the field part. Um uh I didn't do much track, but <laughs> I did the field part. Uh and our track and field coach, Mr. DeBold, on the first day of practice said to the runners, "If you want to run fast, you got to run fast." And then to the shot putters, "If you want to throw far, you got to throw far." So, um I remember that and I'm like, "I want to throw far." So, um I think I think that's that's a great uh, piece of advice, something that I've heard um, a lot. And uh, going back to your initial point, right? Start talking to people, take some courses to set you on that path. Um, let's speak a little bit more generally now, right? Um, as far as reinventing goes, take some courses. So is is the first, is the first step, um, like figuring out your first step, right? Is is the first step in in reinventing your career, like figuring out exactly what you need to do?
0: Yeah. No, um, not necessarily because some people really don't know. Like a lot Mm of, some people say, you know, I know this doesn't feel right what I'm doing now and I want to figure out what else I'm doing. Um, So if I just say to them, we'll just start taking action Mm -hmm. um, or figure out your first step, you know, they'll just be like, "Well, I don't know I don't what know. that right. is." Yeah, yeah, they'll kind of run around in a circle, and that's yeah. the, that you get dizzy, right? Um, yep. So, I, I mean, I think that one of the you know, as I said in the beginning, is kind of like owning your truth. So, what is it that you're you're experiencing now that doesn't feel right to you? Um, and and looking at that, and it does help a lot to get some help with, by you know. Maybe there's a HR person in your 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 company that also has coaching skills that could kind of help you talk that through. I think there's a sense of vulnerability there, right? You have to be willing to own your truth and and, and talk, I keep saying that, but in talking to people about it. I mean, I wouldn't go and you know announce it in the company newsletter that you're right. seeking your next career necessarily, but you know if you have trusted people where you are, have a conversation about what it is you're trying to figure out. Um, and and get some help thinking that through. You know, what is it that doesn't feel right, and what is it? You know, it's in some ways it's sort of simple. A lot of us know what we want to do. We're just afraid to admit it to ourselves because we think we'll fail, or we think it won't work, or we think we don't have what it takes. Or the my favorite is we think we need to spend two years gathering every single piece of information and listening to every podcast and reading mm-hmm. every book until we make any, take any steps towards that direction at all. And, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna know if it's right or not, unless you at least like start taking a little bit of action.
1: This episode is brought to you by Creator Courses. Do you feel confused and overwhelmed by the amount of tools to help you build websites? Are you worried that you are not using the best tools for the job? Do you feel like you ought to spend more time building and less time researching? Like you, I thought I needed to learn every tool, language, and platform under the sun to be a good web professional. And as somebody who's been doing this for 17 years, I can now tell you, you don't. Creator Courses offer short, focused courses, tutorials, and webinars to help you learn the right tools quickly. Then, you don't have to waste any more time researching and you can get back to producing billable work, confident that you've made the right choice. And now you can access all of those resources by becoming a Creator Courses member. You'll be able to take any course we offer, including member-exclusive mini-courses on how to use specific tools. You'll also join a great community, and listeners can get 15% off the already low price by going to Build spend less time researching and more time building visit creatorcourses.com slash build today in the context of doing things online, right? As a software developer, um, iterate quickly, right? Is do something, see if it works out. You could always adjust it later, right? This is not like uh, building a skyscraper where we need to make sure all the plans are exactly right before we start building. Um, you know, this is this is more malleable than that. Um, I, I, I'll link to a previous guest, Scott Bollinger, that basically talked about that. Um, launch as soon as you can because you don't want to spend two years uh, throwing yourself into this thing and realizing that it's not the right thing to do once you start doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I talk to people about having, you know, people have college funds for their kids, they have retirement funds. I talk to people about having um, reinvention funds. So if you're, you know, the reality is because of the way, as we talked about, because retiring later, because of the way we're working now, um the reality is is that you're probably going to reach a point in your career where you're going to look to reinvent yourself and whether that means starting a business or switching careers isn't it wonderful to have a fund that you can pull on um so that you don't have to be so stressed out about um about your reinvention cuz you know a lot of the times and you you probably know this as an entrepreneur it's hard to know what to spend money on. Um, And and, uh, in that fear of like, I only have, I have no money because I didn't plan for this. And so I don't want to hire this, you know, web developer to help me, or I don't want to hire this coach, or I don't want to hire this marketing person because I'm going to go into debt. Um, But if you have that reinvention fund, you know, it makes it a little bit easier. makes it a little bit more, um, takes the fear away a little bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Even as, as somebody who does run their own business, you should, uh, I got, I got some really great advice from a friend, uh, Jen Bourne who said that you should have a rainy day fund, right? Like, um, take some part of the money you make every month and put it into a separate fund Mm -hmm. because you'll probably have that feast and famine, right? There'll be good times where money's coming in. There'll be slow times. Uh, so you need to manage that a little bit. So have a reinvention fund. Um, you take, uh, I think it's uh, the Richest Man in Babylon. Have you read that book? No. It's about investing, uh, but the lesson is is really good. You take ten percent of your income, no matter what, and you put it somewhere. Yeah. And and you take that and then you you invest it in whatever you think you should. And and this was written a long time ago, so it talks about investing in, in a farmer or, or whatever. Um, but reinvention fund means you're investing in yourself. You're taking that ten percent for your future self to, to help reinvent yourself.
0: Absolutely. And that investing in yourself is one of, is a big thing. So we'll invest in our kids, we'll invest in our homes. Uh, but when it comes to investing in ourselves, a lot of people have give, have, have a pause around that, you know, they, they feel like, well, especially people in mid-career who are just like, well I spent my money on my education, right? Right. And right. but the reality is is that it doesn't stop that idea of rein sorry, investing in yourself like is lifelong. You got to keep doing that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um as we wrap up, I will point to one more book uh, that I think like drives this home especially for entrepreneurs and that's Profit First, mm-hmm. which talks about, you know, take 5% of the money that you make there and just put it in a like that's your bonus, right? Uh, uh, otherwise, um you're not getting anything out of the business. You're working harder than you would in a full-time job and you're not getting anything from it. And so as we record this, uh, I just used my profit first money to buy this beautiful fountain pen that I've wanted for a long time. Nice. Um, yeah. So it's the Sailor Pro gear. I don't know if you're into fountain pens, but it's a, it's a very nice pen. And uh, I had the support of my wife to buy it, of course, but uh, you know, it's, I feel like I've gotten something out of the business this quarter because it's something I've wanted for a long time.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I think um, especially as new entrepreneurs, we are, gosh, the money—the th- money thing is so hard, right? And so yeah. I love the fact of just buy yourself something, buy yourself something nice, even if it's um, you know, just get a, you know, for yeah, go and have a spa day or 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 buy yourself a nice pen or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah exactly. Like get something out of your business uh, that you maybe wouldn't get out of the full time job. Um, and, and along with that, like proper money management is important, right? I think your point about the reinvention fund and reading profit first, um, manage your money and that gives you freedom. Um, so I, I think that those are very good points to take away. Um, so let's, uh, so I usually like to ask you what your plans for the future are here. We haven't talked specifically about you that much, um, but you know, let's. Why don't we get a, a an idea of of kind of what you would do for somebody, uh, for our persona that we've created, um, as far as guiding them and what your plans for the future are.
0: Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm. Tra- I think I understand your question. So,
1: I, I I threw like two or three in there. So I guess it's <laughs> okay. um Uh, what, what do you do currently and what do you hope to do in the near future? Got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) So I, um, you know, like I said, I'm a reinvention coach and strategist and I, I help people figure out their next act. My, my book is called, I have a book that came out last year. It's called next act give back. Um, and it's not about, you know, it's not about volunteering. It's not about giving money. It's really about how you give back to yourself um, how you bit give back to the dreams that you had in college to do something that you really wanted to do, and you kind of got carried away on a career track that that has been good or bad depending on your situation. But now it's time to really reassess what you're doing. Um, and so for me, you know, I continue to work with people who are at that point of their careers where they're asking, you know, what am I doing here, and what else could I be doing, and what's next. Um, so for me, that, that work isn't going to change because I absolutely love that work. This is where, this is what lights me up and I get up excited. I am excited every day to, to, to work with my clients and see what they can do. Um, and so for me is the, 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 what I'm doing now is really focusing on how to be a better business person and how to, how to learn how to be a better entrepreneur. How, how, what do I need to learn? um, which is tons of stuff. Um, and you know, I'm working with a branding agency right now to make my brand a little more polished and, and I guess more official looking. And, um, one of the things that I found when I started was that I was talking to too small of an audience. Um, and so I've kind of expanded, I'm working with a branding agency to kind of expand who I'm talking to with my messaging um and then you know the future really is how do I how do I help more people and how do I make more money helping more people basically and so that has to do with group programs retreats um things like that uh for me everything has to be fun otherwise I don't want to do it um I can't force myself to do things that aren't fun so so that's where I'm headed
1: yeah, I, I I like that a lot. For me, everything has to be fun, right? Um, yeah, I guess in in both of our situations, uh, we're probably not just happy with the paycheck. I need to be fulfilled by my work. Uh, I want to be able to do things that I enjoy doing, um, and everything has to be fun. So, uh, cool. As we wrap up here, I do like to ask my favorite question, which is, Do you have any trade secrets for us? You've given us a lot of really great information so far. Is there what's maybe the one big takeaway? that you want uh, listeners to have?
0: I think the one thing, I don't know if it's a trade secret, but the one thing that I have really, really learned is that you, um, you can't do everything by yourself and you've got to invest in your business and whether, and that may mean taking on debt. And if you're a solopreneur, that could mean borrowing money from people or having credit card debt or, you know, there's other ways to to take on debt. Mm -hmm. Um, but you are not going to grow unless you're investing in, in yourself and in your, in what you're trying to do. Um, and that is, you know, for a long time, I kind of sat and didn't want to spend any money. Didn't want to invest in myself. I tried to do it myself and what you were saying. And there's a lot of things that I'm good at. And there's a lot of things I'm not good at. Right. Like, yeah. Um, marketing, just forget it. I have no idea what I'm doing most of the time. Um, but, you know, so so you just have to figure, like, own that. What are you good at? What are you not good at? Get help and stop trying to do it yourself. Stop trying to bootstrap it to as a badge of badge of honor mm-hmm. and invest in yourself. And, yeah, you're, you know, you, you can either – Money and time have an interesting relationship, right? You can either spend a lot of time or you can spend some money and, and spend less time.
1: Money and time have an in- interesting relationship. I love that. When I was younger, I had so much time. I would do everything. <laughs> I had all the time and no money. Um, now that I am older and I have a family, mm. uh, time is the most valuable thing to me. So I will happily spend $200 if it saves me several hours or whatever.
0: Oh, yes, Um, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So um, I love that. I love that. Invest in yourself. You can't do everything by yourself. And um, you may need to take on a little bit of debt. That's perfectly fine. Um, You know, uh, People who start brick and mortar businesses right before the age of the internet had to go to the bank to get a loan to buy property, right? And the idea is that they were investing in their future self to be able to pay off that debt and be in a better place. Uh, so I, I I think that there's an interesting look at, at debt today uh, with the whole total money makeover movement and no debt ever. Um, sometimes you need to invest in yourself and that future investment will hopefully pay off if you do your due diligence. So um, Kirsten Bunch, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can people find you?
0: Thank you. Um, This has been great. Um, So they can find me at my website. Uh, It's Kirsten. I'll spell it. So it's K-I-R-S-T-E-N-B-U-N-C-H dot com. Um, I'm also pretty active on LinkedIn more than any of the other socials, um, although I am on on all the others. Um, And that is, you know, you can just find me with my name pretty somewhat unusual name, although there are other (laughs) Kirsten Bunches in the world. Um, And I I have a a blog that comes out weekly uh, that's called Change the World in a Hot Flash that people seem to really like. So it's something you could sign up for if you're interested in in connecting with me.
1: Awesome. I will link to all of those things and everything, especially the books. We talked about a lot of books today um, that we talked about in the show notes over at howibuilt.it. Kirsten, thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. This has been great. Thanks a lot, Joe.
1: (laughs) Thanks so much to Kirsten for joining us today. Uh, Lots of takeaways. There are a lot of takeaways from her interview. Uh, She also, I mean, she also gives a ton of uh, advice in her trade secrets. You know, you can't do everything by yourself. There's a lot of things uh, that I'm good at, she said, and a lot of things I'm not good at. Um, and that money and time have an interesting relationship. I liked that one. Uh, she said you may need to take on debt, um, which we may differ on the uh, the philosophy of that. I try not to take on any debt if I possibly can. But the overall message here is invest in yourself. This is incredibly important. Uh, so you need to invest in yourself and the tools that will help you uh, become what you want to be. I think that part is incredibly important. And if you do need to take on a little bit of debt to uh, get that education you need or the certification that you want, then so be it. The idea is that uh, you you should believe that that debt uh, is an investment and you'll be able to pay it back, uh, you know, in a short amount of time. So definitely check out Kirsten uh, and all of her fantastic uh, resources which will be linked in the show notes over at howibuilt.it slash uh, 130. Thanks so much to our sponsors, Ahoy, Creator Courses, and Pantheon. We would not be able to do the show without them. My question of the week for you is, have you ever felt like you needed to make a career change? And what did you do to mitigate that change? Let me know on Twitter at jcasabona or via email at joe at Thanks so much for listening. If you liked this episode, then please share it with somebody who uh, you think will benefit from it. I would really appreciate that. And until next time, get out there and build something.